Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. And thank you again for tuning in to Growing in Grace. Joel Brzezinski and Mike Kapler. It's the Breeze Man and the Cap. With our uh, weekly Growing in Grace podcast, hey, check out all, every single one of our past podcasts. Uh, they're all archived right there at growingandgrace.org. Take your pick and uh, maybe download a few, give it a listen, and of course, pass it along to a friend. Uh, whether you uh, download things and send them to other people, or really, you can just give them the link to growingandgrace.org. You can also download the podcast on iTunes as well. So here we are once again with Growing in Grace. Hey guys, glad to have you with us. And don't forget when you're at growingandgrace.org to sign up for the free gift, Salvation. <laughs> yes, it could be yours. It's the only place uh, you can find it. We're going to no. have a drawing next week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll have a and drawing. And the sad thing is we're recording ahead of time, so you may not know if you won or not. But uh, We yeah. probably won't even know. <laughs> no. Only God knoweth. <laughs> That's right. Only God knoweth. No, with <laughs> only he knows if you won the prize of salvation. Yes, if, yeah, one thing we really be. haven't done much on this podcast, maybe hardly ever, is we we don't. Uh, and I'm not saying we we should or shouldn't, Joel. I'm just bringing up a point that we haven't spent time in in prayer on on the uh, on the podcast. But I was just when I used the King James word there, I was thinking there's a, <laughs> there's a TV show called Blue Bloods. It's a police show, mm-hmm. and we watch that anyway. You know, they're a Catholic family, and they always pray before they eat. I love how they get together and and all have this uh, communion with each other at the dinner table. Everybody's there, you know, and they can go back and forth. I think that's a lost art in today's world. But but they they get together and they pray, and when they pray, it's it's a memorized prayer, but it's it's in King James. That's just how we, sometimes sometimes we church people, right? We we get that way when it comes to uh, the things of God. It's the language Jesus spoke. King James English, so it's the only with a, su- with a southern accent, probably. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> well, southern England, or yeah. or what? Actually, I just did a Manchester accent, uh, which is southern north. Israel, but that's all right. Middle. I mean, okay. <laughs> okay. Moving moving forward, um, we got into some good stuff last week. Let's pick up on that because we were talking about how the first covenant had to end, Joel, and everything attached to it had to end. You know, I know how some people think, well, we, we know that some of that uh, Jewish stuff that they had to do under that covenant is certainly passed away. But we still have some of it that carried over. And there we have the, the, the clash or the mixture of the covenants mingled together that caused confusion and also, I think, contribute to people not realizing exactly the victory that was accomplished at the cross and the, the, the new identity that we have through Jesus Christ and the unconditional love that was demonstrated by God through him. So let's pick up on some of that because uh, I I know there's much more to be said. Oh, there's plenty more to be said. I got to have a cough drop first, though, uh, before I do that. Well, that sucks. (laughs) Literally. Uh, 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 (laughs) There we go. uh, Live uh, on the air. Um, Popping a cough drop with my uh, scratchy throat. Well, you know, along with what you're saying there, I think a lot of people tend to think, and this is common thinking, I understand it, that the law was given by God to show us how to live right, you know, to show us how to relate to him and, and with one another, 
one of the big problems with that, well, first off, one thing that we've brought out a lot on this podcast in the past is that the law was actually only given to the Jews. The recipients of God of God's laws, uh, the law of God, was one nation. All the other people of the world, the Gentiles, were not the recipients of God's law. They were never under God's law. The law was never given to Gentiles. Most people who have ever lived <laughs> have never been under the law. It was never meant to apply to them. It was only for the Jews. It was exclusively for the Jews. Uh, but even to them, those who were under the law, it was the ministry of death and condemnation. We brought out some things from Second uh, Corinthians uh, 3 last week, and we'll probably hit on that some more this week, but it was the ministry of death and condemnation. Through the law, as Paul said, sin increased. It didn't decrease, but sin increased. Paul went on to say elsewhere, when the commandment came, sin revived. Sin revived, and I died. And so um, his solution (laughs) to this death uh, that happened, it wasn't to bring back more of the law. It wasn't to focus on the law. It wasn't to bring in the law and say, okay, we've failed at following the law, but let's keep trying harder. No, he didn't say anything like that. The thing that made Paul alive to God, as we talked about last week, or at least a week or two ago, was through the law. I died to the law so that I might live to God. You see, there's no life in the law. Paul said that, that if there was a commandment that could bring life, then surely righteousness would be by the law. But the problem is that not only can we not be made righteous by the law, but we can't live righteously by the law. The law can't bring about life. It can't bring about righteous living. It can't bring about the state of being righteous, anything like that. And so uh, something that you had said to me, Cap, after uh, we got done recording last time, and I wrote it down, you said, why not have life and walk by the Spirit? You know, that's, that's, that's really what it's about, our life in Christ. Since uh, the law can't do anything that we hoped it would do, Paul thought that it would bring life, but it didn't. Why not just have life then by the Spirit and walk by the Spirit? Sounds good to me. Apart from the law. Apart from the uh, law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Galatians chapter 5, it's right there. And then you know, the Spirit bears his fruit through us, right? Uh, again, apart from any law. Um, man, you said some good stuff there. It's the Where do I trap. go with it? Um, it's the menthol. <laughs> let's go to uh, Romans 8. And we're familiar with this first part, but we're going to dig just a little deeper past this first part. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We've heard that, right? For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. We have a new law at work here, the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Uh, Paul also talked about the law of faith, um, love. James referred to the law of liberty. These, These are new covenant laws that we find in Christ Jesus. So, no condemnation in Christ. We've been set free by Christ Jesus, from the law of sin and death, which contained, you know, go back to that first covenant that contained the commandments, the law of sin and death is what we've been freed from. And like you said, Joel, Paul wasn't advocating that we accept or receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, confess him as Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and then continue to follow the law. You will not find that in the New Covenant writings. But going on here in Romans chapter 8, for God has done, this is right after the no condemnation thing here, for God has done what the law 
weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin. He condemned sin. He totally reversed everything here. Instead of us being under condemnation, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Romans 8, 1 through 4. This is really powerful stuff here because Jesus came to fulfill the law, not to abolish it. He came to fulfill it. And we had that same law fulfilled in us. God's not expecting us to fulfill the law. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because Christ fulfilled the law. He fulfilled it, and he fulfilled it in us. He met that righteous requirement that nobody else could. Nobody else could meet that requirement. So what changed here? The covenants changed. One ended Mm -hmm. that was given to Israel, as you talked about, Joel, not to Gentiles. But a new one replaced it, a new covenant of life in Christ Jesus. The Spirit is what we now walk and live by, the Holy Spirit. Uh, It's it's different than the rules that came through the old. So uh, Hebrews chapter 7, when there is a change of priesthood, remember the Jewish priesthood under the tribe of, of Levi, the Levitical priests, that's what was set up under the first covenant. But there was a change of priesthood under the new. Jesus Christ became the high priest. He wasn't from that tribe from the first covenant that required the priesthood to be from the Levitical tribe, from the tribe of the Levites. He wasn't from that. He was from the tribe of Judah. We've got something totally new and different here. For where there is a change of priesthood, the book of Hebrews says, there comes a change of law also. And so it's important for us to understand we don't try to cling to the old commandments because they were never meant to diminish sin. They were meant to increase sin. Um, Mm -hmm. There was nothing wrong with the law. We're not bashing the law. The law was perfect, righteous, and holy and was a reflection of God's perfection. But it could not provide us with life. Paul said in Galatians, if there was a law that could bring life, then righteousness would have been through the law. But that was not the case. Mm, That's right. And you said some really important things there that I don't want to slip by. One, God didn't change. We're not saying that God changed. God did not change. But here's what changed. You said all of this in one way or another in in what you were just saying there. The covenants changed, the priesthood changed, and there was a change of the law. Those three things changed. God didn't change. And so we're only saying what the scriptures say. And you gave out the reasons why the law was, as Hebrews says, the law was weak and unprofitable. It was good, just, and holy, but its weakness and unprofitableness was in that human beings can't keep it. You see, even if you're born again, filled with the Spirit, filled with the indwelling Christ, the law still cannot enable you to live by it. So the covenants change, the priesthood change. Jesus Christ is now our high priest, and we are a royal priesthood. We're born again, we've been made partakers of his nature, and now instead of living by rules and laws and and looking to those things to guide us in our life in Christ, if we look to Jesus Christ himself, God in us. I died, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me, and the life that I now live I live by faith, not by law. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul wrote elsewhere, the law is not of faith. 
And so if we're living a life of faith and trying to go back to the law, trying to look to the law to find out how to live or what to do or how to uh, get along with God and with other people, we're missing the whole point of faith. Abraham had found the thing 430 years before the law was given. <laughs> Abraham had, been, had received a promise from God, and that promise, Paul writes, the law cannot annul that promise. We're living today by that promise, and that promise was fulfilled in Jesus Christ, and it was never fulfilled in the law. So the reason there is no longer condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus is because the ministry of condemnation engraved on letters in stones came to an end. You mentioned how the law was weak and unprofitable. Another translation says weak and useless. Why? Because the law was weakened by the flesh. God did what it could not do. And we now have this covenant, as you said, Joel, this, now, this covenant of Jesus Christ, the new that completely replaced the old. Yeah, and you know, Paul said something about the old and, and, and talking about it, trying to bring it up all the time. He said that some have strayed from the good things of love, a pure heart and a good conscience, and have turned to fruitless discussion by wanting to be teachers of the law. <laughs> How about we talk about that next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.